Section 16 of Birds and Nature, Volume 10, Number 3, October 1901. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Beryl. This mineral species includes a number of varieties which are highly valued as gems. These are, besides beryl itself, the gems emerald, aquamarine, and golden beryl. Chrysoberyl, it may be noted, is not a variety of beryl, but a distinct species. While these gems all differ in color, they are the same mineral, and are practically identical in composition, hardness, and other properties. In composition, they are a silicate of aluminum and glucinum, the percentage being, for normal beryl, 67% of silica, 19% of alumina, and 14% of glucina. The beautiful green color of the emerald is probably due to a small amount of chromium which it usually contains, though some authorities believe organic matter to be the coloring ingredient. To what substance the other varieties of the species owe their color is not known. In hardness, the varieties of beryl differ little from quartz, the hardness being 7.5 to 8, in the scale of which quartz is 7. They are somewhat inferior, therefore, to such gems as topaz, sapphire, and ruby in wearing qualities, although hard enough for ordinary purposes. The specific gravity of beryl is also about like that of quartz, ranging from 2.63 to 2.80, the specific gravity of quartz being 2.65. The varieties of beryl are therefore relatively light as compared with other gems. Beryl crystallizes in the hexagonal system. It usually occurs as six-sided prisms, commonly terminated by a single flat plane, but sometimes by numerous small planes, giving a rounded effect, and occasionally by pyramidal planes, which cause the prism to taper to a sharp point. The crystals sometimes grow to enormous size, exceeding those of any other known mineral. Thus, one found in Grafton, New Hampshire, was four and one-quarter feet in length, and weighed 2,900 pounds. Another in the same locality is estimated to weigh two and one-half tons. In the Museum of the Boston Society of Natural History and in the United States National Museum are exhibited single crystals also of great size. That in Boston is three and one-half feet long by three feet wide and weighs several tons. That in the National Museum weighs over 600 pounds. None of these crystals are of a high degree of purity or transparency, but the crystal planes, at least of the prisms, are well developed. Beryl crystals have no marked cleavage except a slight one parallel with the base. Where broken, the surface shows what is called conchoidal fracture, that is, it exhibits little rounded concavities and convexities resembling a shell in shape. The mineral is quite brittle. Some emeralds even have the annoying habit of breaking of their own accord soon after removal from the mine. This can be prevented by warming them gradually before exposing them to the heat of the sun or other sudden heat. Beryl and its varieties, like tourmaline, are dichroic, that is, the stones exhibit different colors when viewed in different directions. This dichroism can sometimes be observed by the naked eye, but often not without the aid of the instrument known as the dichroscope. When seen, it furnishes a positive means of distinguishing a true stone from any glass imitations. The varieties of beryl have none of the brilliancy of the diamond and therefore depend wholly on their body colors and their luster for their beauty and attractiveness. Fortunately, they exhibit these qualities as well by artificial light as by daylight. Ordinary beryl is a mineral of comparatively common occurrence, 
being often found in granitic and metamorphic rocks. That of common occurrence is usually too clouded and fractured to be of use for gem cutting. There are many localities, however, where barrels of gem quality occur. The finest emeralds in the world come from Muso, a locality in the United States of Colombia, 75 miles north-northwest of Bogota. It is a wild and inaccessible region, and the mining of the gems is a precarious occupation. The emeralds occur, according to Bauer, in a dark, bituminous limestone, which is shown by fossils to be of Cretaceous age. As emeralds in other localities occur only in eruptive or metamorphic rocks, it seems probable that the Muso emeralds have washed in from an older formation. The emerald-bearing beds are horizontal, overlying red sandstone and clay slate. Calcite, quartz, pyrite, and the rare mineral parasite are other minerals found associated with the emerald. The manner of working these emerald mines is thus described by Streeter. Quote, the mine is now worked by a company who pay an annual rent for it to the government and employ 120 workmen. It has the form of a tunnel of about 100 yards deep with very inclined walls. On the summit of the mountains and quite near to the mouth of the mine are large lakes whose waters are shut off by means of water gates, which can be easily shifted when the laborers require water. When the waters are free, they rush with great rapidity down the walls of the mine, and on reaching the bottom of it, they are conducted by means of an underground canal through the mountain into a basin. To obtain the emeralds, the workmen begin by cutting steps on the inclined walls of the mine in order to make firm resting places for their feet. The overseer places the men at certain distances from each other to cut out wide steps with the help of pickaxes. The loosened stones fall by their own weight to the bottom of the mine. When this begins to fill, a sign is given to let the waters loose, which rush down with great vehemence, carrying the fragments of rock with them through the mountain into the basin. This operation is repeated until the horizontal beds are exposed in which the emeralds are found." Unquote. The next most prominent locality whence gem emeralds are obtained is that in Siberia on the river Takavaya, 45 miles east of Ekaterinburg. The emeralds here found are often larger than any yet obtained in South America, but they are not of so good quality. They occur in mica schist and often associated with the mineral phenocyte, chrysoberyl, rutile, etc. Other localities whence emeralds are obtained are Upper Egypt, the source of those known to the ancients, the Hubachtal in Austria, and Alexander County, North Carolina, in our own country. The latter locality is no longer worked, but it has afforded a number of fine crystals. Aquamarines and transparent beryls are found in Siberia, India, Brazil, and in many localities in the United States. Dana describes an aquamarine from Brazil which approaches in size and also in form the head of a calf. It weighs 225 ounces troy, is transparent and without a flaw. In the field Columbian Museum is to be seen a beautiful cut aquamarine from Siberia more than two inches in diameter and weighing 331 carats. Here is also the finest specimen of blue beryl ever cut in the United States. It was found in Stoneham, Maine, is rich sea-green color in one direction and sea-blue in another. It weighs 133 carats. Numerous other Maine localities have furnished gem barrels. Golden barrels are found in Maine, Connecticut, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and other United States localities, as well as in Siberia and Ceylon. From them are obtained gems of rich golden color resembling topaz. 
Beryl of a pale rose color is sometimes found, and when of good quality is cut for gem purposes, but it is of too rare occurrence to be important. Emeralds seem to have been known and prized from the earliest times. They are mentioned in the Bible in several places, the earliest mention being in Exodus, where they are described as one of the stones making up the ephod of the high priest. Their use in Egypt dates back to an unrecorded past, and they frequently appear in the ornaments found upon mummies. Readers of Roman history will remember that the Emperor Nero used an emerald constantly as an eyeglass. The Incas, Aztecs, and other highly civilized peoples of South America were found using these gems profusely for purposes of adornment and for votive offerings when first visited by the Spaniards. It was partly the desire to secure these gems which led Cortes and his followers early in the 16th century to undertake the conquest of Peru. Some of the emeralds wrested from the Incas by Cortes and brought to Spain are said to have been marvels of the lapidary's art. One was carved into the form of a rose, another that of a fish with golden eyes, and another that of a bell with a pearl for a clapper. During the years following Cortes's conquest, large quantities of emeralds were brought to Europe, and they became much more popular and widely distributed than previously. Joseph da Costa, a traveler of the period, says the ship in which he returned from America to Spain carried two chests, each of which contained 100 pounds weight of fine emeralds. From what locality the Peruvians themselves obtained these gems is not known, unless it was the Colombian locality at Muso, already described. The Spaniards were led to these mines in 1558. They continued the working of them, and there has been practically no interruption in their operations since that time. The ancients had many superstitions regarding the emerald, one being that it had a power to cure diseases of the eye. Another was that it would reveal the inconstancy of lovers by changing color. It is a gem that hath the power to show if plighted lovers keep their troth or no. If faithful, it is like the leaves of spring, if faithless, like those leaves when withering. So writes one poet. Again, they believed the emerald would blind the eyes of the serpent, blinded like serpents, when they gaze upon the emerald's virgin blaze. Of these traditions, perhaps the only one held in any esteem at the present time is that which associates the emerald with the month of June, making it the talismanic gem or birthstone of persons born in that month. The largest and most beautiful emerald known to be in existence at the present time is one owned by the Duke of Devonshire. This is an uncut, six-sided crystal about two inches long and of the same diameter. It is of perfect color, almost flawless, and quite transparent. Like all other gems, the value of emeralds varies much according to their perfection. Those of the best grade are worth at least $100 a carat. The color should be a dark, velvety green, those of lighter shades being much less valuable. Owing to the extreme brittleness of the mineral, emeralds usually contain flaws, so that an emerald without a flaw has passed into a proverb to indicate a thing almost unattainable. Aquamarine and other varieties of beryl seem not to have been as highly esteemed as emerald by the ancients. Although beryl is mentioned in the Bible, and early writers described gems evidently belonging to the species. They were probably less well known to the ancients, as nearly all the localities from which aquamarines and beryls are now obtained are of comparatively modern discovery. They are gems in every way as worthy as the emerald, however, and will doubtless become more popular as their qualities are better known. 
Oliver Cummings Farrington. End of section 16.